the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Coogie, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. Are you having a problem, a plumbing emergency, or a problem with your cooling system? It's going to be hot over the next couple of days. Call RE Coogan and Heating today. Give them a call, 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. Look for him on Facebook, 401 732 6562. RE Coogan and Heating, 24 hour emergency service. For cooling, plumbing, heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable, as Coogie says, explore our services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. I want to, um, once again, folks, good afternoon. I'm going to talk about the Trump rally in uh, just a moment. But I also, boy, there's more action now as an unknown sniper is firing uh, at the airport in Kabul. And I want to just... um, play that report just for a moment. Sniper opened fire, uh, killing one Afghan National Army soldier. These are predominantly Afghan special forces still working alongside the coalition, if you like, as their outer cordon face-to-face very often with the Taliban. There's no suggestion that this was a Taliban sniper. In all probability, uh, this suspicion is it could have been uh, the so-called Islamic State. But following that, uh, the Afghans opened fire back on his or her location, and as a consequence of that, there was a friendly fire incident possibly involving U.S. Marines or uh, Germans in which four Afghan soldiers were injured. They are currently in the Norwegian hospital here uh, on the airbase uh, in intensive care, uh, being treated by a combination of doctors from around the, uh, the coalition. Uh, This all really reflecting just how tense things are, but also the first known attack on the coalition and their allies here at the airport. Folks, that is uh, just devastating. They do not have control over it. I want to go back to, though, Chris Wallace with the Secretary of State from yesterday, because this was this was Fox News Sunday. And this uh, cut is being talked about a lot that the president made that was flat wrong. Take a look. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've got the exact opposite things. We're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. But Armin Laschet, the likely successor to German Chancellor Merkel, said this is the biggest debacle that NATO has seen since its foundation. And here is the chairman of the British Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee. To see their commander-in-chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran. Shameful. Those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. Mr. Secretary, does the president not know what's going on? Wow. Whoa. This is an incredibly emotional time uh, for for many of us. and including allies and partners who've been shoulder to shoulder with us in Afghanistan for 20 years uh, at high cost to themselves as well as to us. They stood with us after 9-11, invoked Article 5 of NATO for the first time, an attack on one is an attack on all, and we've been there together. But I've got to tell you this, Chris, from the get-go, I spent more time with our NATO partners in Brussels virtually uh, from before the president made his decision to when he made his decision to every time since. We've been working very, very closely together. We've gotten the G7 together, NATO together, the UN Security Council together. We had 113 countries, thanks to our diplomacy, uh, put out uh, a clear understanding uh, of the Taliban's requirements to let people Sir, leave sir the country. respectfully, that, that, look, I'm not, I'm not questioning whether or not the allies have a right to complain. I'm not questioning whether or not al-Qaeda has a presence. The president said al-Qaeda is gone. It's not gone. The president said he's not heard any criticism from the allies. There's been a lot of criticism from the allies. Words matter, and the words of the president matter most. Now think of that, folks. I mean, finally, someone is calling it out, and what's very, very clear, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro at 111. What's very clear 
is that the president, what they're trying to say is, you know, he's making the decisions. And as Brian Williams was trying to say, you know, he owned it, stepped up. But is he really is he really owning it or is it is he in other words, is he fully aware? Is he making decisions knowing what's what's really going on? Or he is, is he operating in a vacuum? Because it sure sounds like he's operating in a vacuum. I mean, he's, he sounds and speaks like someone that fully doesn't know the circumstances of what's happening. Right? I mean, I, I think he definitely does. Um, now, this whole business, we have to protect American lives. I, I, I'm going to, but something needs to be done that there has to be accountability do you know not one person at the white house is losing their job over what happened in afghanistan at the very least wouldn't you step back and say well wait a minute somebody somebody was wrong here someone encouraged this and Whoever really pushed this needs to be held accountable, I would think. Now, Rob Marciano, Good Morning America, he was in Rhode Island this morning. So let's listen to, um, oh, he just had a, did he do a report or just a photo? Um, He was in Rhode Island, Rob Marciano of uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, we got a lot of play over the course of the weekend and the Weather Channel, I know, was in, yeah, in Newport. <laughs> Here he is. All right, why not? This, he was on the, uh, at the beach in Westerly. So let me play a little bit of this from uh, this morning. Has receded. We had flooding rain, rains. We had damaging winds. The cooler ocean waters here able to knock down Henri to a tropical storm before it hit this beach uh, during the day yesterday. This just a month after tropical storm Elsa hit this very same spot. This morning, Henri slamming the northeast, making landfall in Rhode Island the second tropical storm to hit New England this year. The wind was blowing like crazy, and all of a sudden, I heard this crash. Sounded like a train, really. At the peak of the storm, 140,000 households without power from New Jersey to Maine. Oh, look at the street. They snapped the poles. They just services ripped off the houses that were connected to them. This transformer on fire in Narragansett. WCVB catching this man hit by the intense winds. I tried to take cover behind there just to get some photos, and uh, uh, Gus must have just taken me out. In Massachusetts, winds gusting to 59 miles per hour. This tree splitting, falling on top of the roof of this house. In Connecticut, nearly 250 residents cleared out of their nursing homes as the state drenched by heavy rain. Coastal Connecticut is feeling it right now. Look at this river. Right caps on it. That surge looks like the ocean. These siblings and their dog rescued in New Jersey. First responders there making hundreds of rescues. My backyard actually turned into a um, lake. Uh, it was a normal backyard, but um, as you can see, um, you could probably put your kayak in here and kayak through it. As quickly as this storm came in, it is now stalled over the Hudson Valley, and we're still seeing rain in New Jersey and New York. So the flooding issues continue today before it finally uh, winds down. On our way here, by the way, we saw dozens of utility crews fanning out to help restore power. But all in all, at least for New England, George, this storm, the impacts of it. Now, folks, I want to, good afternoon. I want to just um, also point out, and I think it's important, and I certainly don't mean this in, in any type of insulting way, but I just saw someone post on Twitter, I won't say who, but that there's still 34, I'm going to say 35,000, 35,000 Rhode Islanders without power. Now, think of that. 35, if I told you there's 35,000 Rhode Islanders without power, What's the number that you think of? That's 35,000 people. However, that's not the real number. That's 35,000 customers without power. And your street, your home, right now it's 115. Wherever you live, one house, let's just say a family of four, mother, father, two children. 
one customer, but four people live there. So just that house, how many people are without power? National Grid says one, because it's one customer. Wrong. It's four people that are without power. Go to the next house. There's six people live next door. Two customers now. How many people without power? Six plus four, 10. So there's 10 people without power. So the number of 35,000 Rhode Islanders without power. Well, now, in fairness, someone says, yeah, but those people are away. All right, so they're away. That's one customer that's away. That customer is a store. So there's no one there because they're closed. Fair enough. But the number is much higher than just 35,000 people. If you just even double it, or it could be triple, right? How about certain sections where there's a triple decker? Six in the bottom. Let's go four in the top and two, 12 people. Well, actually, those would be three different customers because they all have different electric bills. So, but still, that's, you know, three different customers, but there's 12 people affected. So how many people are really without power is could be more like 300,000 people. That's an awful lot of people. And the number's down. But something must be done. Now, I want to play the sound. President Trump had a rally on Saturday night. Now, I'll also, I want to remind people about um, the election of, of 2024. 20, and again, just to reaffirm that, I'm, I'm not, I see this repeatedly after these storms national grid wants the number out there and they say that what's the number of people out and the number that they're using is 34,000 well no that's 34,000 customers very deceiving so when the number was 75,000 that's 75,000 customers now i think the peak of sandy or another i remember at one point I'm going to say right around Sandy, or we had another storm right around that time as well. But I'm pretty sure the number was there were, and again, there were 125,000 customers without power. Now, there's only 1 million people in the state. And you don't have 1 million customers, though, because in your home, Let's say again, family of of five or four, family of five. You're one customer, but five people. So it's not like five different customers. My point is, you do the math. When they were 120,000 customers, I'll have to go back. It could have been higher than that. But let's just stick with that number for for a moment. That, That was really like more, that was half of the state did not have power. And, and for a long period of time, I remember that still there was some people, there's some section of Coventry that's very difficult. Those people went without power for two weeks, and I'm not laughing. We were, I went, we went a, power, a, um, a week without power. It's the worst because it puts your whole life on hold. But the solution is not for everybody who goes out and buy gas generators. <laughs> that's not the solution. The solution is they need to fix the infrastructure so no one is... Losing power. I have a good analogy on that of, you know, that's not the solution that we all know it's so bad that then we just go out and all get generators. It should it should work effectively and efficiently. Um, But it is not working that way. I would like to see I would like to see that be an issue in the 2022 race for governor. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Call Brother Roland. You know, there's no, I have a friend who says there's nothing more beautiful than a dumpster in the driveway and get rid of those old tricycles and old furniture and Aunt May's tea set that you've never taken out of the box. Rest in peace. Whatever it is, just dump it. Or weekly trash collection services. But Brother's Disposal, he has the purple dumpsters. You'll know if there's a purple dumpster in your driveway. Most only offer for seven days. They offer for 10. Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Hey, folks, remember, on your cell phone, you can always say Siri, tune in, WNRI. And boom, it'll take you there. And then you could 
listen live or better yet, Siri, go to depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and then click listen live that way. And then remember, at the website, folks, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Do you have storm damage? You do? Maybe do you have water damage from yesterday? Yeah? Call Mike Seepy, 401 712 2700. 401 712 2700. Online, soulsourceresoustoration.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
More people vote in a presidential year. I'm just saying. If you break out what he got, he definitely got 200,000 votes. I just don't think people buy that Biden got 300,000 votes. I don't buy that. How is that possible? There's no way. It wasn't as divisive as they wanted to make it to be. It was much closer. I also recognize, I don't think many people realize or fully understand how many votes are coming out of Providence. They pull a lot of votes out of Providence, a tremendous number of votes out of Providence. And Gorbea has seen to that, unsolicited mail ballots. But people are asking me about DeSantis in 2024. I don't, I don't know. To me, it's all about can you knock out the champ? The champ is still the champ unless until somebody knocks him out. And President Trump is still the champ. Granted, it's Alabama. It's a red state. But that proves it. He can still draw. He's still a draw. You know, many years ago, you know, if you take a band, where are they in their career? And they're coming up. They're in a small venue. I saw John Cougar Mellencamp. First album. He performed and there were, it was a club, little, right around 1,000. And he didn't even fill it. Then he hits with Jack and Diane and Pink House's tour. Now he's playing the Civic Center. Two years ago, took a friend of mine from college. We went and saw John Cougar Mellencamp. Now he's just John Mellencamp. Where was he playing? PPAC. Right? Doesn't play the big houses anymore. Still draws. Good crowd, by the way. Very good crowd. He had 3,000 that night. He did. But Trump still draws. Maybe not, you know, last night that's Alabama. We'll see what happens if he would do a rally in New Hampshire, some other states. But it's not like there's 100 people there or there's 500 people there. He's still a draw. And there's a lot of people, folks, if that election were held today, it's not even close. See, that is the problem also. You know, the whole Biden thing, when you think about it, and again, at 128, good afternoon, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by State Towing Service, Auto Sales Repair, 24-hour towing, 3D Valley Street in Providence. Call them 401-331-0925. They are big supporters of law enforcement, state towing service, auto sales, and repair. Um, You know, because President Trump, to me, he truly gets people that if he's not on the ticket, they're not just voting for whoever the Republican is. They're certainly... Maybe in the past they did vote for a Democrat. But there's so many of you, and that's what the media kind of doesn't fully comprehend or understand, is who the Trump voter is. Now, because of the nut that went to the Capitol late last week, you know, and because of January 6th, they want to treat all Trump supporters are, you know, right wing nuts, ba ba ba, the whole thing. Um, that is not the case. It's a lot of people who are just tuned out, turned off by the current state of affairs. Now, folks, I just received this press release. FDA grants full approval to Pfizer COVID vaccine in people 16 plus. And this is from Governor McKee. So now um, full authorization for Moderna is expected in the coming weeks. But Pfizer has gotten the approval. I don't know what takes so long. I know there's some people listening saying, I still don't want to do it. I don't want to take this. Um, It's an experimental vaccine. Well, not everyone feels that way. But um, I I don't know what the answer is with that. I know that a lot of the healthcare workers who were protesting last Thursday and then Saturday, and then they have more protests coming up this week. Um, I asked Governor McKee about the health care workers. It's a mandatory 
It's a mandate. You have to get the vaccine. Now, the people that I'm talking to don't seem like they're going to fold. They may. They may, but they don't seem like they're going to fold. I don't think they're fully addressing the people that, that are fearful of getting the vaccine. And what I mean by that is, folks, I sat through, no, right now it's 131. I sat through so many press conferences where Governor Raimondo would take 10 minutes to talk to the, quote, undocumented. Right? Don't be fearful. There could be people there. They'll be in uniform. No one's going to ask you about the status. We need you to get tested. I don't know anyone talking to the healthcare workers in that way. What are they told? It's time. Come on. It's time. Time's up. It's time. Right? Like they're taking a test. Or as I said, you're, you're like you're out playing in the yard. It's getting dark out. Suddenly, you know, your parent, you're waiting for that. The parent comes to the door. All right, let's go. Time to come in. It's getting dark. Game's over. Blah, blah, blah. Fun is over. Time's up. I don't hear anyone t- talking to them saying, now listen, I know many of you are hesitant. And you were there first during COVID on the front lines. But now we have the vaccine. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I think I think Governor McKee should do a town hall meeting with, I think, with the healthcare workers. Because so many of them are very fearful of the vaccine. For whatever reason, whatever reason, I've heard all, I hear it all, the things I hear, they, they don't think they need it. Well, that's, that's one thing. Again, these are their concerns. Don't think they need it. It's experimental, that kind of goes out the window because Pfizer is just going to prove by FDA. Some people say, I want a religious exemption. I told them, go to, go to your doctor, get a note. I did go to my doctor. Well, what'd they say? They said they won't give me a note. Well, then go to your rabbi, go to your priest, go to your religious person and try to get it. Um, but I, I think that, that they have a point, they should be heard. I'll say that. They should be heard. They should be. Because one thing, folks, there's a worker shortage. It's one thing when... A restaurant says, we're going to have to close early from now on during the week because we can't get the workers. It's it's different if then you're missing 200 nurses or more, or even 100. But I'll, I'll say this, last Thursday and then Saturday, those are good turnouts. As I discussed earlier on the radio show, um, it certainly didn't get the attention, like, Friday's a good example to me of what's wrong with the local media. There's 30 people outside the safety complex for the Black Lives Matter. And the media's right there listening to every word and going in depth and who's this and talking to this one and that one and 30 people. Now, no one points out, gee, a year ago, something like this, you would have had 200. No one points that out. To me, if you only have 30, plus a lot of them are like, employees and of the nonviolence institute plus there are people that work for the campaign a woman running for mayor somebody else running for mayor jim vincent's there is that really worth covering really 30 people outside the public safety complex um it's you know 200 300 at the state house nothing quick clip nothing long i have a feeling you know, as I said earlier, I was at the briefing last week when Governor McKee announced the mandate from for masks in the schools and the, the local media. They didn't ask him why. They asked him what took so long. So I think that's some indication kind of where people are. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by. Now, listen, I want to appeal to someone. Maybe you were recently in an auto accident. Or you were involved with a slip or fall or workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite. Well, folks, you need a fighter. In a perfect world, you wouldn't, but you do because it's not a perfect world. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. or online at fightbackcalljack.com. 50 years personal experience, 100 years combined with the staff. 
Jack Calvino, you need a fighter in your corner. Auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite. Fight back. Call Jack. I'm offering you at this time, right now, at 136 on this Monday, August 23rd, I'm offering you a free consultation. I'm offering you a free consultation. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Now, Channel 12, text emails obtained by Target 12 show the governor's chief of staff, Tony Silva, kept pressing the Cumberland mayor to let him develop controversial wetlands property after McKee became mayor and long after he says he gave up financial interest in the land. Now, this is a controversy. This is a controversy for Governor McKee. I don't think they have any sound. I don't know. This could be a problem. McKee chief of staff tried to influence controversial wetlands deal. This is like the Cranston land deal all over again. Hmm. Cranston. Let me just do that. Cranston land deal. 2.0. Um. Let's see. Newly released documents show the governor's top aide, Tony Silva, former cop, intervened directly with the Cumberland mayor earlier this year in an effort to get a controversial wetlands property developed long after Silva claimed he no longer had a financial interest in the lot. Silva, longtime advisor to Governor McKee, who serves as his chief of staff, been trying to develop 5,600 square foot lot at 45 Canning Street since 2017. The lot is 93% wetlands, and neighbors as well as town officials have opposed development of fear would worsen local flooding problem. Rhode Island Department of DEM denied an application, developed the parcel in 2019, but reversed its decision this year, citing revisions to the plan. McKee and Silva both denied any political pressure brought uh, to clear the path for development, but new documents Released under access to public records show Silva asked the Cumberland mayor, Jeff Mutter, for a meeting on March 31st, the same month McKee ascended to the state's top job, became governor. During that meeting, held at Phantom Farms in Cumberland, Silva tried to convince the mayor not to oppose the development. According to the mayor, good morning, mayor, he wrote in a March 31st text message. When you have 15 minutes for me this morning, I can grab a coffee with you. I'll be leaving my home at 5 to know if you had an opportunity, I can meet you. The mayor told Target 12 he's not aware when he received that the meeting with the governor's chief of staff be about the land. It's not a scheduled meeting. I don't know. I didn't know that's what we discussed when I got there. New documents also raised questions about some of his prior statements about his personal stake in the land. Less than 24 hours after Target 12, Channel 12 now, in an investigation about the deal, the Silva family announced they abandoned the plans and instead donated the property to the town. At the time, he declined an interview with Channel 12, but issued a statement distancing himself. We assigned the purchase sales agreement for the Canning Street property to our son, Ross Silva, in April, so he could build a home on the site. As of April, my wife and I have no financial interest in the property. He added in July... Of uh, this year, my son purchased the property. I had no financial interest in this transaction or ownership, nor did I advocate for any outcome. However, in a text message to the mayor following their meeting, Silva told the mayor to be willing to remove his and his wife's name from the deal before the land sale, despite claiming in public statements he had supposedly done so roughly a year earlier. Mayor, thanks for meeting with me today, Tony Silva said. I discussed the situation with my wife. We're going to allow my son to purchase and develop a lot. Therefore, I won't be connected to it at time of sale. Hopefully, this will make it easier for you at Town Hall. March 31st meeting wasn't the first time after April 2020 that Silva tried to make his voice heard at Cumberland Town Hall about the Canning Street property. After a series of email messages last September involving the mayor, the town solicitor, the town planner, and an attorney, and a continue after the schedule meeting to discuss the town's opposition to develop Canning Street. In a message with the subject line, Canning Street Matter, the town solicitor wrote September 29th, the mayor would like to schedule a time to meet with you 
and Tony Silva. Follow-up shows were scheduled for the following week. Contacted Monday, the mayor of Cumberland told Target 12 McKee himself had never contacted him personally regarding the land deal. But the mayor said he reached out to the governor following the report earlier this month to discuss his past meetings with Silva. McKee and Silva are both residents of Cumberland where the governor previously served as mayor. Silva was the town's chief of staff, excuse me, town's chief of police for a decade. And has been McKee's chief of staff since he was first elected governor in 2014. So uh, that is um, not good news. That is not good news for Governor McKee. Uh, National Grid expects to restore power to all Rhode Islanders by what? Now they're saying Wednesday morning. I thought it was tomorrow. Whew. Boy, that is uh, a good story by Channel 12. Very, very problematic. Wow. Uh, and this is a this is a problem. This is a problem. It is a problem for the governor, and certainly a problem for his chief of staff. Now I know the governor would like to try to skate on this, and doesn't want to. But let's see what happens with um, Seth Magaziner and Nelly Gorbea. Let's see what happens with them. And also, so that this is interesting, a school committee may sue the state over the mask mandate. I know there's a lot of other school districts that feel that way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, listen, if you have an appliance that's not working properly, and I don't mean because you don't have power. I just mean it's not working properly. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401 410-7096. 710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Whether it's a washer, dryer, dishwasher, stove, refrigerator, garbage disposal. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, I've used Ryan. I had, in fact, um, we had a problem with our uh, dryer, which, by the way, if you, a a dryer is um, problematic because it could be a fire, call Ryan. He can fix it for you. 401-710-7096. Now, in in a statement August 8th, Governor's Chief of Staff said he had no financial interest in Canning Street Wetlands property after April 2020, but in a text message of this past March, he tell the Cumberland mayor he's now decided to transfer to make it easier for you at Town Hall. That line is problematic. It'll make it easier for you at Town Hall. So Channel 10 is Channel 12, excuse me, is really running with this story. Tim White's tweeting it out. Eli Sherman is tweeting it out. Ted Nisi is tweeting it out. Channel 12 is going all in on this story. This is going to be an interesting week for the governor's chief of staff, Tony Silva. All right, Governor Chief of, Governor McKee is now in Jamestown. Town Island lost all power during the storm. Just about everyone's back on now. See, that's, that's one of those situations that um, every, a lot of people in Jamestown just get, um, just get, their own generator instead of to have to deal with it. Uh, let's see. I should have gotten vaccinated. A Metro Detroit Detroit woman hospitalized day after the COVID diagnosis. Now, the photo I'm looking at, she seems rather obese. And then someone tweeted, just a reminder, we closed the gyms and kept McDonald's open in response to a virus that kills the obese. That is true, as a matter of fact. That is very, very true. How about GOP Rep. Brian Donalds? President Biden must resign immediately. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. Hey, just keep in mind, if that happens, you got Kamala Harris. So everybody chill out on the Biden resign situation. Uh, just remember who's waiting in the wings. Could be a little bit of the devil. Um 
Governor McKee pointing out Rhode Islanders were significantly more impacted by power outages than Mass and Connecticut. We need to dig down on why that is. Because uh, we're third world. Because we're the Haiti of the North. So Tali Taylor, an interesting follow-up to my story from less than two weeks ago. I will play that. This is a controversy for McKee. This is a controversy for Governor McKee because it involves his chief of staff, Tony Silva. And there's already a paper trail and it's not going away. Governor McKee does not want his chief of staff, Tony Silva, to walk the plank. But this is the former police chief. Um, should have been more cautious with what he told the media. Let's hear the uh, story. Exclusive neighborhood dispute. This property in Cumberland is pitting local leaders against uh, local leaders and residents against the family of the governor's top aide and the State Department of Environmental Management. Now it's landed in court. Target 12 investigator Tali Taylor has been digging into this controversy and took the neighbor's concerns to the governor's chief of staff. Cumberland officials have called the idea of developing this piece of wetlands, quote, astonishing. But state officials have given the green light. This property at 45 Canning Street in Cumberland sits at the bottom of two hills. While the lot is only 5,600 square feet, 93% of it is wetlands, soaking up much of the neighborhood's rainwater. In 2019, the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management rejected... an attempt by Governor Dan McKee's chief of staff, Tony Silva, but in June, the agency changed its position, granting this approval for a revised plan despite objections from Cumberland officials and 10 neighbors. Big question, why there wasn't a public hearing? Would DEM have approved it in my name or my neighbors, or is it just because this person is trying to buy it? Oh Amy Brayton lives a few houses away from the wetlands, and for 17 years, has been able to avoid the flooding problems that plague some of her neighbors. But she and other neighbors Target 12 spoke to worry that's about to change. I'm fearing that I'm going to be like some of the other neighbors who do have water in their basement, who have had their houses ruined, who have some pumps running 24-7 when it rains. My fear and my involvement in this is that if this is modified or altered in any bit, I'm going to flood. The land has now been purchased by Silva's son. But the town has filed a legal complaint, seeking an injunction to stop the development. And it's public knowledge over the past couple of years that it's been denied. To all of a sudden have it approved with no meeting. Wow. We're, we're lucky that we even really found out. Oh. At a news conference last month, 12 News asked Governor McKee whether his chief of staff's family got special treatment from DEM. Uh, that's not the case here. So process was followed as far as I know. Silva declined an interview with Target 12, but issued a statement saying, We assigned the purchase and sales agreement for the Canning Street property to our son, Ross Silva, in April of 2020, so he could build a home on the site. As of April 2020, my wife and I have had no financial interest in the Canning Street property. Kate McPherson of Save the Bay says any wetlands development can have negative effects. One of the big reasons why we have a Freshwater Wetlands Act and why we regulate where wetlands can be developed and where they can't be developed is to prevent flooding issues. The town of Cumberland's legal complaint says that under state law, the DEM, quote, may not approve an application which is disapproved by the city or town. A DEM spokesperson acknowledged the town raised concerns about flooding, but said, quote, the stormwater design in the revised application addressed these concerns. With the Target 12 investigators, I'm Tolly Taylor, 12 News. That's a problem. That is a problem. Right now, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.50. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is a problem for Governor McKee. This is a problem for his chief of staff. Very good work by uh, Channel 12 in digging that out. Very good work by Channel 12. This is a problem for Governor McKee. Because now the story's not straight. Now... And the language, I can make it easier for you, that's problematic, right? That's certainly, um, that is very, very problematic for Governor McKee. 
And it's one of those things, I don't know where this is going to go. But if you're running against him, this sounds a lot like the Cranston land deal. This sounds like Dennis Dupreet, Governor Dupreet all over again. Uh, there's even a father-son connection. The governor's chief of staff, now, they, they can't ignore this one. And I know the governor's out right now doing storm press briefings. But if you're Channel 12, they're going to ask him about it. Now, Governor McKee also is going to be very visible after this. So it's not like he's, I think I'll disappear for a couple days and let the story die down. He's not disappearing. He's got a pretty active schedule that he's trying to follow right now. Folks, right now at um, 151, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Now, this portion of the program, folks, J. Cal Engineering, the next few days, you want to make sure your cooling system is working as efficiently as possible. JKL, call them, 401 401- 351 7600 401 351 7600 J Engineering they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts it's JKL you can depend on them 401 351 7600 with JKL they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90% estimates are free financing is available call them today 401 351 7600. J. Cale Engineering. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Residential and commercial. Call JKL 401 351 7600. Now, the problems in Afghanistan remain. Um, and on top of that, the, the, the biggest news, yeah. Another storm is brewing. That is exactly right. This is not good. Uh, Governor McKee, I think I've got their attention, he says, of National Grid. See, questions Rhode Island's more impacted by storms of the years than other states. Why is that, by the way? I mean, it, it is just, um, it, it, it's just ridiculous. How about Comedy Central canceled Diversity Day episode of The Office? I love the Diversity Day episode. It's hilarious. Huh. So President Biden right now, Afghanistan suffering is heartbreaking but unavoidable, Biden says. Beset by challenges to his credibility following and facing the biggest foreign policy crisis of his administration so to reassert his claim to competent governance while looking ahead to twin crisis in coming days. Well, it's not getting better. And the Antifa situation, excuse me, the, uh, the COVID situation is really problematic. They're really, really problematic. Um, because that, it's just now with the back to school and everything, it's just going to be, it's so much fighting that's going on. I can't get over how much fighting is going on. CDC has advised travelers who are at increased risk for severe illness to avoid cruise ships. So this is new. Let me hear this. Should avoid um, travel on cruise ships uh, regardless of vaccination status. Included in that group, older adults and those who are immunocompromised. That's who goes on the cruise ship. Pregnant or recently pregnant. Uh, Over the past few months, the cruise lines have been slowly returning to seas with these new protocols in place. They've been working with the CDC. They have their own uh, scientists and doctors in place. So this is nothing really new for them. But some passengers annoyed. Keith Moreland and his wife, who uses a machine at night for her breathing problems, are still moving forward with their carnival cruise. We have our uh, vaccines. Uh, we will wear a mask. We're going to go live life. We're not going to let Good. something like this stop us from being able to enjoy what we wanted to be able to do in the first place. Good. But others are heeding the warning and postponing their trips. The ocean will still be there, you know, in six months. And I'll wait. And at some point, it will be fun again. And that's when I'll go. Carnival calling the CDC guidance a common sense reminder, saying since it set sail again in July... It doesn't allow guests requiring oxygen or dialysis to sell at this time, given the greater risk to them. 
but the CDC says the chance of getting COVID on a cruise high. Just last week, 26 crew members and one passenger on the mostly vaccinated Carnival Vista tested positive. While you might see little changes from ship to ship, from cruise line to cruise line, they've all been very consistent with the protocols being in place. And that's something that um, we're going to continue to see evolve as we still kind of get through this pandemic. Well, still not good. Hey, folks, right now it's 156. It's Monday. Now, listen, I it's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You could just say, Siri, put on WNRI and boom can listen crystal clear um also you can listen at the website depetro.com d-e-p-t-r-o.com i want to remind you and in case right now if you're listening and you had some storm damage or water damage visit the website depetro.com and uh, for the link to soul s-o-l-e soul source restoration fire smoke damage water damage mold remediation storm damage give them a call 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 soul soul source restoration and online at soul source restoration.com well folks it's 157 so this story about the governor's chief of staff is problematic and channel 12 broke it the storm is now subsiding And now they have McKee, chief of staff, tried to influence controversial wetlands deal tech show. So that's a problem that this is a problem. Channel 12 got this exclusive. They are not going to let go of it. Uh, This is going to and what makes it problematic for Governor McKee is he's not off this week. He's not on vacation this week. He's very visible. He's having a press conference right now. He's having one later today. He's having two tomorrow. He's going to have to be dancing around and answering questions about this. Uh, I don't know what the answer is for the McKee people, but this one, this new information, I'll tell you the problem with it right now at 158. The problem for Governor McKee's chief of staff is the new information contradicts what he had been saying. It also, the problem is, it contradicts what Governor McKee had been saying. So I don't know Tony Silva. I hear very positive things about him. I know he was the chief of police in Cumberland for quite some time. He's been with the governor now. When he was lieutenant governor, he is now the governor's chief of staff. Uh, however, they decided to handle this um, is a problem. And it's a mistake. And Channel 12 is not going to let it go away. Channel 12 feels they have something. And the language sounds very insider. The governor may try to dismiss it, but I don't I don't think this one's going away again. I'm not saying worst thing in the world, but it's compounded by the earlier statements. The new information that comes out contradicts what they had said. If the new information came out and there was nothing new, that's one thing. That's not what's happening. Listen, it's John DePietro. Look for me on Facebook. I want you to enjoy this Monday. Be- Trees swaying in the summer breeze. WNRI. Show you the